Luke chapter 5. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signalled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken, and so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid, from now on you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This morning we are looking at a passage from Luke chapter 5, and we are starting a new sermon series called Get Used to Different. And we're starting in Luke 5, and we're watching Simon Peter go from being an interested bystander to a full-on disciple of Jesus. But we need to hear the story so far. Jesus visited Simon's house, and while he was there, he healed Simon's mother-in-law, who had a high fever. And then, after a whole night out fishing, without catching a thing, it was early morning. And Simon and his crew were cleaning their nets. And a crowd had gathered to hear Jesus speak. And as words travelled, more and more people came to hear Jesus. They were already by the shore of Lake Galilee. And so Jesus said to Simon, could he borrow his boat as a kind of floating pulpit? And so we join the story when Jesus has finished speaking to the crowd. And we hear Jesus the carpenter, the travelling preacher, suggests that Simon the fisherman go back to fish. Simon is tired, he is hungry, he's hangry, as we now say. How will he respond to Jesus? Put that down for a catch. A little farther out. I don't have a quarrel with you, teacher. We've been doing this all night. Nothing. All right. That's your word.
I told you. I told you. I told you. The boat, it's still Get out! Get out! Get out! My brother and the baptizer. <laughs> you are the Lamb of God, yes? I am. Depart from me. I am a sinful man. You don't know who I am and the things I've done. Don't be afraid, Simon. I'm sorry. We, we've waited for you for so long, we believe. But my faith, I'm sorry. Lift up your head, fisherman. <laughs> what do you want from me? Anything you ask, I will do. Follow me. as well. Yes, you, James and John, come, follow me. I'll take the fish into market and settle up Simon's death. I'll get some help to fill both of these boats. Are you sure? Yes, go. What will you tell Ima? <laughs> We've just been called by the man we prayed for our entire lives. And you ask me, what will I say when you miss supper? <laughs> go, now. The scene we've just watched is taken from The Chosen, which is an exciting new life of Jesus. And we'll be using some of the scenes from The Chosen over the next few weeks as we follow through Luke chapter five. We really recommend getting The Chosen app. You can see the whole of season one at the moment. It's a faithful and a playful, but a compelling telling of the life of Jesus for the Netflix generation. This morning, I want to answer the two questions that were screaming out to me when I was reading and rereading Luke 5 this week. And if you'd like to follow the passage as we talk now, you can find it in Luke 5, verses 1 through to 11. The first question that leapt out at me was this. How come Simon responded so emotionally and so forcefully to this miraculous catch of fish. In Luke 5 verse 8 we read the following. When Simon Peter saw this, that's the miraculous catch of fish, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. Now, I think 
that to understand what's going on, we need, need to go back in time a little bit. Simon's journey with Jesus started when he was a bystander to his mother-in-law's healing. He saw her being healed in his own house. Now, mother-in-law jokes aside, presumably he was happy for her. Though there's no particular evidence in the Gospels that he is changed by that experience. But he has seen something. He is now curious, interested. Then, Simon, to our great jealousy, has a front row seat for Jesus' sermon from the boat to the huge crowd that had gathered in the curving bays around Galilee. Luke doesn't tell us what precisely Jesus taught about, simply that they were listening to the Word of God. Maybe it was the Beatitudes or some of the parables. Uh, we just don't know. Uh, we do know that the crowds were wowed by his teaching. But what of Simon? We don't know. Did he busy himself with the nets as Jesus spoke, uh, resentful of his wasted time? Did he stare out to sea? bored and disinterested? Did he silently seethe? Did he find that the teaching of Jesus, with its challenge and its beauty and its nobility, was beginning to get under his skin? Something shifts at that morning, as when Jesus asks Simon to cast out his nets again, although he's highly dubious, he does now address Jesus as master, as rabbi. There is a, a respect a recognition of Jesus. But it's this incredible experience that brings everything together. This powerful, panicky, pride-evaporating experience with the fish. Technically, Simon was on his home ground, but it's suddenly Jesus who seems to be in charge. Simon sweated and fielded flying fishies and wondered how on earth Jesus knew where the fish were. And it's then that he falls to his knees. It is very personal. He's on his knees before Jesus. And the word that Luke uses is thambos, which sort of means astonished, overwhelmed. It's a word to describe fear and dread. The feeling we have when we are undone, when we're tongue-tied in the face of holiness and of majesty. Simon wasn't just moved by a miracle. He was undone by Jesus. I am a sinful person, Simon laments. Yes, he is, as we all are. It wasn't the sins and greed of the moment that Simon had in mind, or the fact that he'd argued with his wife that morning. It was how shabby and grubby and below par he suddenly felt under the gaze of Jesus, seeing his actions and his character, his authority. Now to my mind, this is an ex essential experience on the way to being a disciple of Jesus. There's a moment when it stops being about how I compare with other people, because I can always find someone greedier and seedier than me. It, there's a moment when it starts being about seeing my life and my failings and my misunderstandings and my infidelities and my blind spots and my absurd preoccupations 
It's seeing those in the light and the glory and the beauty of Jesus. Now, if you've recently started coming to Christchurch or watching these services, let me say a few words just for you. Don't run away from God's spotlight. Don't lurk in the shadow. Immerse yourself in the teachings of Jesus. Pick one of the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke or John, and read it slowly so that you can hear the words of Jesus. And then dare to ask Jesus to come to you. Jesus used a star to get the attention of some Persian astronomers. And he used a boat full of fish to captivate Simon. Pray that Jesus gets your attention too and stops you in your tracks. Later on in the autumn, we'll be running the Alpha course. We'll tell you more about it. But we'd love you to come. Remember, the call of Jesus is very simple. It's simply, follow me. And that's what we'll investigate in the course. Now, I said there were two questions that screamed at me as I read the passage. And here's the second. It comes right at the end of the passage. In fact, we don't actually hear it in the scene from The Chosen. But right at the end of the passage, Jesus says the following to Simon. Having, in a sense, engineered this experience, he says to him, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. Now, I must have read that a hundred times before, but I wasn't quite sure I knew what Jesus meant with fish for people, or I wasn't sure whether I actually liked what I guessed Jesus meant. So, let's see that we can unpack this together. When you go back to the Old Testament, the image of catching and landing a fish as applied to people is a negative one. It's about judgment, makes sense really. Amos 4 verse 2, for instance, reads as follows. Uh, talking about uh, oncoming judgment, uh, Amos says, The time will surely come when you, you will be taken away with hooks, the last of you with fish hooks. Now clearly, from the fish's point of view, Luke 5 is not such a great story. Simon the fisherman catches and sells fish to eat and for others to eat. For the fish, this means death. So why would Jesus use this image to tell Simon that he's going to stop hauling fish out of the lake and start fishing for people instead? Well, the context helps. We see crowds of people pressing in to hear Jesus' teaching, listening to the word of God. Jesus is teaching about the kingdom of God. And he's calling people to repent, to turn around. And he helps Simon the fisherman see that this is like letting down a net and hauling in a bonanza catch. Simon has a role to let down the nets, just like the sower's role is to sow the seed. Let's think about how this was fulfilled in Simon's life. He and the other disciples were sent out on a little mini-mission as disciples. But the vast majority of their time, they were with Jesus and they were making mistakes and they were learning from the Master. But a couple of years later, AD 30 to be precise, Peter the fisherman from up north was preaching in Jerusalem, the capital city, on the day of Pentecost. 
I'd love to think that Simon thought back to this experience with the fish on that day of Pentecost, as he saw streams of people come and give their lives to Jesus. So this is what letting down the nets actually means. He could have whispered that to himself or to the others. And then nearly 20 years later, in AD 48, Peter was a key player at the Council of Jerusalem, and he used his authority to urge that the church reach out to Gentiles as well as Jews. He was effectively saying, we need bigger nets. He was captivated by the generosity and by the grace of God, and he didn't want anybody to miss out. But maybe like me, you've got a nagging discomfort about this fishing image. The essence of fishing seems to be that we are catching fish against their will for our pleasure and for their destruction. Hmm. Do I really want uh, to think about my friends and my neighbours in that way? It kind of feels like tele-evangelism on speed. Then I stumbled across this quote from Pope Benedict. He said this, the fathers of the early church, that's the people who, who wrote and reflected on the Bible in the early church, made a very important point on this verse. For a fish created for water, it's fatal to be taken out of the sea, to be removed from its elements to serve as human food. But in the mission of the fisher of men, the reverse is true. Because to draw women and men, rather than fish, from the water and to restore them to their proper elements means life, not death. Again, let me speak directly to those of you who are newer or who would not yet describe yourselves as followers of Jesus. We are delighted that you are part of our community. Jesus does not want to smother you or suffocate you or take you out of your natural habitat. Well, I don't know, like a, like, a, like a fish out of water. Rather, Jesus wants to save you from drowning in a sea of greed and indifference and anger and resentment and lies. Jesus wants to breathe his transforming life into you. Jesus knows that you actually can't live without his grace and his loving restoration. And he wants to pull you into the lifeboat for some serious intensive care. And for those of us who've been Christians a little while, how do we use this image in our prayers and in the life of our church? Well, let's remember it is one image amongst the many others that the New Testament uses, but it's a really important one that we need to remember and not jettison. In our conversations and our prayers and our service of others, in our longing for them to become followers of Jesus, we are not trying to ruin their day or smother their spirits. We are cooperating with God in drawing them into the life of his Son. And this will require from us action and courage and discomfort and obedience. Just as Simon and the others were overwhelmed in the boat, we aren't spectators, we are hands-on fish wranglers, in the water, letting down the nets, getting every last fish we can into the boat, as if their lives and our lives 
depend on it. 